Hello, heroes and heroines, sidekicks and supervillains. Welcome back to another wonderful episode of Panel Pictures, the podcast about comic books and comic book movies. I am your friendly neighborhood, Zach, and as always, I'm joined by the human incarnation of Larflees, or at least as close as we can get into this universe, Cody McKinney. Cody, how are you today? Once upon a time, early in life, we randomly met together, Zach, and then we're going <laughs> to expose the entire like existence of our lives as we will continue to talk about this for no reason, and I'll make this long-winded as possible so I can just continue to talk, and then after I talk for another 20 minutes, there'll be something else that'll happen, and then I'll just keep going as if it didn't even matter that thing I just mentioned, and then I'll get us to a place where I'll show you a thing that you think matters but it doesn't really matter and then we'll keep going and then that thing I showed you that mattered that didn't matter now matters because we're in the location where that thing I brought you earlier that mattered didn't matter but now it matters and because it matters that's going to make the rest of this story make even less sense that's how I'm doing I'm good. I just summarized the whole movie you don't even have to listen I was you can just turn it off Please, please don't please don't future me is gonna appreciate you all listening to this after the work i put into editing cody buddy you um you mad with some of the the literary literary plot tools and devices that we used they used in hellboy here i mean i'm not i'm not mad okay i'm just disappointed, disappointed. <laughs> like, i mean literally all right yeah like, I, I, I hate to jumpstart it like that. But no, like, it's that's, fine. That's what the movie did to us. We just sat down and the trailer like, ended. And then all of a sudden, it was just like, 1,500 years ago and King Arthur was here. And then there was a witch. And then the witch showed up. And then King Arthur beat the witch and cut her head off. And now he took all of her arms and legs and took her over here to this place. And then let her head was still alive. And then, all right. That's true. It, it was necess- unnecessarily, like, intense. And it was kind of weird. And that went on for, like, t- five, ten Five-ish minutes. Five-ish minutes. Five-ish minutes. And five, then, all, then yeah. it's like... Title card Hellboy, and then like Hellboy's in a van. Oh yeah. Okay. So if you haven't figured out by the title of this episode or by what Cody and I are talking about, we are talking about the 2019 Hellboy today. I think it's best that we start with, as always, Cody. What was your first influence to Hellboy? What was your first? uh, When was the first time you saw Hellboy? Early 2000s first movie. The first Ron Perlman movie. Okay. The good one. Uh, The good one. Yeah. I as well. That was the first time for me was seeing the the Ron Perlman movies. And I started reading a little bit of Hellboy uh, probably about five or six months prior to this movie coming out. I started to read, well, I had read a few comics beforehand, but they were kind of unorganized. There wasn't really any, there wasn't any organization to a lot of the stories, right? And so the, the chronological order of, of all the, the stories didn't add up for what I had. And so I kind of got frustrated and quit. But now they've got these really nice, very affordable omnibuses of uh, omnibuy, omnibuses, omnibuses. Uh, omnibuy, it, omnibuses. Like it might be omnibuy. Because... Omnibuy, maybe. Anyway, so they have several large collected editions of Hellboy <laughs> that are called omnibus. And they're actually, actually really. That might just be it. Like it may just, that may just be. Several omnibus. Yeah, like that. I think that's the way you're actually maybe, supposed to use maybe. it. Maybe. Because like, I think it's like deer. Okay, okay. But there's there's several omnibus out of Hellboy, and they're they're $25 retail, but you, of course, can get a much cheaper off Amazon for like $17, $18. And there are, uh, the first one I've got is like 400 pages of Hellboy. 
and it's all these and it's uh, it's in chronological order as well all the mini stories everything is put in order from the first story on right and i really enjoy these i i would recommend even though you and i it's it's very obvious we're gonna bomb this like blast this movie to death and back right we're we're not going to do anything to this movie that this movie didn't do fair fair but I will highly recommend that you guys actually go out and read Hellboy because it's a really interesting comic. The artwork is is intense, and I love the the really cool blend of it. It starts out with a lot of Western European and some Eastern European mythologies and a lot of Christian mythology and things like th- things like that. But it starts taking mythology from other uh, uh, regions of the earth as well and makes some really really cool stories. Uh, and it's to the point now where I actually want to read like the Abe Sapien comic and the Lobster Johnson comic and the BPRD comics, you know, and things like that. So I'm I'm on board for Hellboy. I I am I'm here. I'm here for Hellboy to get my support. Even though this movie was pretty rough, uh, I kind of do want the IMAX poster of this movie in my office here because well, it looks really cool. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like this movie, it looks better yes. than the early 2000s ones. Like it's got some cool imagery to it. Yes, but. Like they use their cool imagery to be gratuitous, and that frustrates me. Absolutely. Like I, you pointed this out. So the whole time I thought the dude was more or less doing a Ron Perlman impression. Like that's what I thought he was going for. But I didn't. I didn't think. I don't think I said that. Hey, like, did I? Yeah, because I brought it up, and you were like, "No, I think it's just the character's well written, and like they yeah. both kind of like understand the character, so that's why they seem so similar." Oh, okay, yeah. Now I do remember saying that. Yeah, because yeah. I literally thought dude was just trying to do the Ron Perlman thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah but no. like that's with me re- at never reading a single Hellboy. Right, 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 so, right, right, right. Like if he's just like that, like solid of a character to where two dudes can like just come together and it seems like all right, like Professor X. Right. Is a good example. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Stewart and James McAvoy yeah. both feel like Professor X. They do. Like, yeah. They, which just seems like it's a, just a solidly written character. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I I agree. There's there's a lot to this movie. There's before we get too deep into it. Uh, first, let's clarify. I don't think we're gonna do a good job with the plot here because the plot itself. They don't do a good job with the plot. It diverts. There's so many subplots going on. There's there's so many little like five to seven to ten minute bits of exposition followed that by, like a set of white text that tells you where you are. Exactly. You probably didn't realize. That's you'd one moved. of my biggest. That's one of my biggest pet peeves in movies is when they are constantly like, we're here now, we're here now, and it's text telling you that. I'm okay with it occasionally. Like in Guardians of the Galaxy, for instance, when they go to nowhere, uh, the big floating head, and the alien text like transforms into nowhere in the corner, and then it disappears really quickly. I was cool with that, right? Yeah. I'm, f- I'm fine with it. It does it in Star Wars, too. It's like, you know, it puts it puts a, like in a corner or somewhere where it's not like in your face, right? But Hellboy's like, Tijuana. Yeah, exactly. France. The UK. <laughs> no, exactly. Colorado. In case you didn't know, you're in a place now. Even though they just said that they were going to go there, right? Exactly, and that, that's the thing that's irritating me, is the movie tells you things that uh, you already know, right. but then it doesn't tell you things that you need to know. Right, right. So we're probably not going to do the best job recreating the plot for this episode, and I think it's more important that we talk about all the elements of this movie that made it such a, a rough time, uh, more than just the plot itself. So... Uh, you guys may not be getting the full story from us here, you know, because we have to keep in time. You know, we have to keep in time. Like we're gonna have to talk about the acting, the effects, the the story. Yeah. You know, uh, and I, I know you're like, well, you do that with every movie, but this is. I think it's more important for this movie because 
all these pieces create the 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 shambled very again rough experience ramshackled ramshackled uh held together with duct tape flying by the seat of their pants experience that is hellboy 2019 my my goal for this podcast is for you to listen to this and to never have to watch this movie. <laughs> like I think people should. I think people should because here's no here's my I know I know roll your eyes roll your eyes big man. <laughs> I love you, buddy. Um, I think people should though because I think this is a very important warning for studios out there that you can't just take comic book crap. Make it into a movie, and it's going to be a hot sell. Yeah, like, well, it, it's because studios don't want to do anything original anymore. They just yeah, they want, want security IP. Right, they want security in their money, and I get that. I mean, we you saw that with Jaws. You saw that with we. They, there was no need for us to have three Back to the Futures, but we did. Right, we could have stopped it too. Uh, we we see that with a lot of different movies. Right, studios want their money safely secured in something that they're going to make money back from. Right, and unfortunately, this did not. I think the according to Wikipedia here, the budget was fifty million, and as of two days ago, it made forty point nine million. So mm, I don't know about that. Right, probably not getting a sequel. <clears throat> probably not getting a sequel, even with the gratuitous sequel bait that was in this movie. But I think it's important that we talk about this movie. I think it's important that people see this movie. May not, maybe, maybe not buy the DVD. Wait till it's on streaming, right? Or if you're a pirate, go pirate it. You know, you are. But I think it's important because this is going to be a message to studios that, especially Lionsgate, that you can't just shove crap down our throats and expect us to go, yay, more please. You know, because this is a bad time as far as comic book movies go this is a bad experience and i hate that because i like hellboy i liked the first two ron perlman movies yeah they were weren't the greatest but they were fun times they were fun experiences the characters are interesting and i wanted the same thing but updated again you know with this movie especially especially because i love david harbour i love him in stranger things he's such a great actor he's a really cool fucking dude right and in this movie his acting isn't bad the writing and the plot points are terrible and they make him look kind of bad yeah it's well it's like you took a good hellboy and put him in a bad movie absolutely absolutely so let's okay let's try let's attempt some plot here all right and we will we will kind of pepper in uh, the things about the the effects and the and the graphics and everything, but okay. So as Cody brilliantly displayed at the beginning of this episode, we start with this movie and it goes in this story about the Dark Ages with King Arthur and he's having a hard time against this blood witch. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Nemu. So Nemu is gonna unleash this plague upon England and then uh, subsequently the rest of the world, right? So then Arthur gets a Excalibur, chops her up into a bunch of different pieces, cuts her head off, you know, and basically scatters her to the wind. All like kind of like Osiris in ancient Egyptian mythology. Yeah, like and see, like that's the thing. Like there's cool themes like that. Like that like that makes sense. It's cool that they did it that way. That's that gives you a nice plot device for the movie. Like you got right. all these like you got you got some some things to go grab and right. you got a fetch quest built in. Right. And that was the other thing too about this. Throughout the film, they didn't really go chase the pieces. The pieces kind of brought themselves together. Exactly. Which um, is part of the problem. There was only one time I can think of that they chased uh, a box and i think that was uh later in the movie when he's in england and at the uh, at the gentleman's hunting club or yeah. whatever and they had the box no no it was the um was it the temple no because no, the temple no, that's the, right yeah the it was self-contained that's right that's right like, that's right yeah so there was only one time hellboy really is like we got to stop 
you know, this this guy from collecting all the pieces and bringing the witch back together. And that was one out of five pieces, yeah. you know? And so I felt like that was kind of a waste, right? But anyway, so we go through this tale, you know, Arthur's killed this witch, scattered the pieces of the wind, et cetera, right? All of her blood's in this tree. Right. So then we get to Tijuana, Mexico, right? In present day. And Hellboy's in a van, like you said, right? Not that exciting of a intro. And he goes to a luchador match and his, his old buddy is there after he's been investigating this vampire ring or nest or something like that. Turns out he's a vampire. We get a pretty, I think a pretty interesting like scene because you know he gets in there and all these people are like there for some wrestling and yeah, some spectacle like, and i'm on board so far right like, i was too that opening bit was super jarring and yeah it was like all right and then once we like slowed it down a little bit I was that's like, when right. it got rough yeah well no well, i don't think it got rough like i was just like when we slowed it down i was like all right cool we're, we're getting some storytelling like we got a we got a dude they're friends yeah he accidentally <laughs> kills yeah. him yeah and it, and it messes him up because he cared about the dude they were buddies yeah i'll, I'll i'm just gonna point out where it starts going <laughs> sure wrong. sure so uh hellboy eventually he he you know after accidentally killing his friend who's now uh who's now a uh a vampire or who was a vampire rather he kills him by accident stays in tijuana for another two weeks i think or something like that, something like that. and like, the, he's the just B- not bender. yeah right and the bprd finally like sends some agents and they're like where have you been and he's like i'm just i'm being hellboy i'm getting drunk man leave me alone you know so they take him back to, I think Colorado is the base that they have yeah. in the States. They take him back to Colorado and uh, his adoptive father is there and helping him kind of like shave his horns down and everything. And so again, I was kind of, I was kind of digging it. You know, the dad was like, Hey, you missed a spot. You know, we get some nice character development and that kind of thing. He gives like a nice little sol- soliloquy, soliloquy speech. Words. It's a soliloquy. Yeah, yeah, I guess it is or, a soliloquy. Just like, my dad showed me how to shave, and I always thought it was admirable that a man could take a razor to his neck every day and not slit his own throat. Like, yeah. like this little, like, stuff like that. Old British yeah. man, like. So he tells Hellboy, he's like, hey, my buddy's in this hunting club over in England. Need your help. They're the Osiris Club. And Hellboy makes a joke, like, oh, you mean like the strip joint in New Jersey? And he's like, no, 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 no. Like, in England, you know. And so that kind of humor was good. It, it works well. We don't get to see much of that, though, no. unfortunately. The the humor is, is, is way too on the nose uh, most of the time here. Kind of beats you over the head with it, actually. So he goes to England, and uh, he meets these hunters. They're these, these large, is it giant hunters? They're not yeah. troll hunters, it's yeah, giants. They're, they're giant hunters. And right. They're, they're very proper. And we're very proper. And, you know, we're, we're men of the queen. Mm, and, we're and, wearing yeah. suits, and yeah. we're in a mahogany room, and it's right. dimly lit. And, <laughs> and we also have Ghostbuster lances yes. that we have. We'll get to that, but I'm smoking and I've got everything's mounted. Yeah, right. Harumph. (laughs) And harumph. So Hellboy then meets a seer. The club has a seer named uh, Lady Hatton, I think. Yes. And she basically says like, hey, you know, there's some demise going on. Here's your origin story with the Nazis and everything like that. Spooky exposition. Right. So we go, we we get to another exposition point. This is the second one. We're maybe 15 minutes into this movie, right? Maybe 20. Uh, And we get another exposition story. So we get the origin of Hellboy. And again, we have like the weird Nazi scientist with the red and blue lens glasses. Lobster Johnson comes in, who he's my favorite in this movie, probably, <laughs> because he accepts the role that he is like some kind of like World War Two funny pages superhero. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, like, ah, give him the claw, boys. And he's got the, like, the claw yeah, on his hand. Some sort of weird burning claw. Thing. Yeah, he's got a lobster claw like glowing in his hand and yeah. he burns people on the scalp and, and in the Rasputin. forehead. Yeah, yeah. So there's a Rasputin character. Uh, he 
summons a monster that is supposed to destroy the world and it turns out to be Hellboy. Well, Lobster Johnson comes in with his, his commandos and they wipe everyone out, of course, and Hellboy's dad is like, well, let's not kill him, right? So that's when Hellboy, that is when Hellboy finds out that he was a monster summoned and adopted. Which a ma- a demon Nazi thing. Yeah, and so that that leads to him the entire movie whining like a teenager so to his dad. Yeah, you didn't love me. You didn't like raise me as a proper father. Like I didn't get bedtime stories. I was taught to kill. And- Why didn't you just kill me like you were going to? I didn't ask for this existence. I'm gonna whine for another hour and a half until I see some boobies, and then that'll turn my entire life around. God, yeah. Right. Right. So it was just, it was really weird. But moving on, the giant hunters eventually are like, Hellboy, we need your help. That We've got these three giants. You know, one we can do, of course. Two we can handle, but three, three is way too, too, ma- too many, too, too much. much, too much. So they get their, their Ghostbuster Electro Lances. Uh, on these huge ass proton pack looking things on horses on horses the head hunter has got like the the knights of knee looking uh deer wolf, wolf yeah. pelt thing yeah with antlers and shit you know hellboy's like i don't have to wear that do i and he's like oh no i know that you don't have much of an affinity for horns so it's fine i will wear that you know we have we have our proper procedure we have to follow after all we're very british we're very british harumph <laughs> but they go on this hunting trip, and this is where we start seeing a lot of the major cracks and flaws in this movie because uh, there, there is some other stuff going on, and we'll, we'll address the other subplot going on here in a minute, but let's talk about when Hellboy's fighting these giants because— Well, and first got to get to them, like, randomly betraying him for no reason. Right. Well, I was—well, well, yeah, I'm trying to—again, all the subplots go in a, in a certain order, and it's hard to remember all the, the order of the subplots you know, well, here. Like, the, like, they get there, and they get to the bridge. Yeah. The bridge, like— Hellboy's like, we can post up on the other side of the bridge and we can use this as a joke point, blah, blah, blah. And there's like, that's exactly what we were thinking. Let's stab you for no reason. Oh, that's right. So yeah, the hunt, the hunters like stab him and they're like, we're not going to let you destroy the world. Like your dad may have let you live, but we're not going to let you live. And so they're, sta- they stab him a shit ton. Yeah. Like literally like he's got a spear coming out of his chest for like half of Falls into a river, you know, and all of a sudden one of the dudes is just like taken like off his horse and killed in the river and he blacks out. And that's when we cut to another subplot so there's like this little well he's, he's like a little pig monster deal like a little pig oh, he's, fairy he's, he's a fairy like a fey mimic I right think is what he's- and so he had mimicked uh, a child and you know hellboy caught him and was all like hey and we'll get to who that child is in a little bit you know but eventually he's got beef with hellboy yeah but this is not explained to you until about halfway to three quarters into the movie you're just really confused he's just like i want revenge on hellboy and he's talking to this witch and the witch is the baba yaga from i think russian mythology russian folklore um maybe 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 another you know i don't know but anyway so he's talking to the baba yaga and the baba yaga is like well i i've got a plan to to, to, you know to do a thing and we'll 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 make him pay you know you got to do this though so this pig i'm gonna call him bebop so bebop basically (laughs) that's basically what he is he he looks like like a much better version of bebop from ninja turtles yeah so so bebop goes and he's collecting the pieces of the blood witch essentially going through all this trouble we do get a really cool scene 
scene where he goes to a church where there's a bunch of monks that have taken a vow of silence and he basically like scares them all and kills a bunch of them you know and he has to basically he, and he gets down in the basement after killing almost all of them except for one and he and it's only like the word of god can open the boxes with the the blood witch's parts in it right so he's like speak the words and the the, the priest is like shaking his head he's like no 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 because he's got a vow of silence yeah. so he literally like puts his hand in the dude's rips mouth the rips the out his tongue. tongue out puts it in his mouth and says the words yeah. and then you know it opens which i thought while gruesome was actually pretty creative but he eventually opens up and there's the head of the blood witch right and so it's it's revealed that he's gonna put her back together essentially so i think then we cut back to uh hellboy being betrayed yeah because like why why wouldn't you just do all that as a self-contained right we gotta right. break it up with a random thing that makes so no sense. yeah god help us so hellboy uh i'm trying to think here so he gets he gets betrayed uh he has this fight with all the giants and again this is where we start seeing the cracks in a lot of things because these giants at first look pretty good but then when they start moving and having combat with hellboy it looks like high-end playstation 3 graphics yeah like they look like they literally do not belong there because the shading around their arms and everything does not blend with the footage uh, of the fields and the forests and everything he's doing all the fighting in. Yeah, because everything looks real and then like you drop like a death claw in there and it's like, wait, what? Yeah. Why is this thing here? Right, so he we get through this fight scene and there's some cool stuff that Hellboy does, like you know, slicing these giants in half and like stabbing their eyes out. He's got a thing for stabbing people in the eye and it, it, it it's all well and good but it just doesn't flow well because i I'm, I'm immediately taken out of the experience because these giants don't look that good once they start moving and and doing everything right and unfortunately this uh applies to a lot of the monsters and demons and things that we see in this movie a lot of them are just not rendered into the shots well they look like literally you can tell like the camera is moving and a monster has been laid on top of the, the, the footage. Yeah, like everything looks alien, but not in a good way. Right, right. So anyway, Hellboy is eventually rescued by this mysterious girl. Like he's thrown in the back of another van, I think, and wakes up in an apartment somewhere in England. And it turns out that this girl is a medium, I think is what she calls herself. Yeah. And she can speak to ghosts. And this is a girl named Alice that he rescued Many, 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 many years ago. But we still don't get why or how. Again, yeah, this... we don't get the subplot of that yet. Yeah, oh, uh, it's it's not explained well. So he's there, and then all of a sudden, like, New England SWAT breaks in, BRPD breaks in, and they're all like, you know, ah, we're coming to get you back, Hellboy, and all this shit. And this is where we meet another character called Daimyo, right? Yeah. And Daimyo is a guy, he's, he's just a cop with all these scars on him. He doesn't trust Hellboy. It's a, you know, it's a weird dynamic. And so then all of a sudden, Hellboy's dad shows up, and he's all like, they're putting the blood witch back together, son. And he's like, okay, why didn't you tell me I was a Nazi experiment? You know, like ignoring the fact that the world's in danger. Yeah. He's like, more about that later. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it's just so, it, and again, this, and it, this is why it's so difficult for us to like relay the story back to our listeners here, because we've got, let's see here. We've got blood witch main story. We've got revenge with Baba Yaga story. We've got Alice's story, Daimyo's story, the plot with Hellboy and his dad. So I'm up to five right now. Yeah. counting this out. Am I missing anything else? I, I feel like, uh, well, I mean the, the pig dude story is almost like a sub subplot. Right. So we've got like six or seven stories and plots going on at the same time. And they keep jumping and touching with each other to the point where it's really asinine and annoying. It's just like, can we pick one plot thread 
and go with that, please. Yeah, because half the time you don't know where you are or how you got there. Or right. If you, once you figure out where you are and why you got there, you're or well, where you are and how you got there, you don't know why you're there in the first place. Right, right. So, okay, so I'm trying to think here. Now, they report that over at the Osiris Club, uh, the Gentleman's Club, there's been like some murders and a break-in or something like that. So Hellboy's dad is like, you gotta go, you gotta go. You know, go go find out what's wrong, right? Go be Hellboy. Go be Hellboy. So he gets a gun from his dad and, and Alice decides to join up with him and Daimyo goes with them yeah. as well. And at some point in between like what we just talked about and this scene, like Daimyo goes to like a magic monk gunsmith oh, underground right. yeah, shop what the thing fuck was up with that? to set up a Chekhov's gun that never gets to go off. Yeah, he's like, got like a holy water like ashes of a priest bullet that he's going to use against hellboy if hellboy ever gets too powerful never, never uses it doesn't use right. it on the main bad guy or anything like literally at the end of the movie he's like oh, this, this gun is like a plan b thing but like it was never, a mistake never really planned out let me just get rid of it yeah, and breaks just, it and like it literally like that's one of the things that frustrates me the most is like they literally took like the concept of Chekhov's gun with a gun. Yeah. And the gun never goes off. Right. Absolutely. God, that's, yeah, that's a, that's a harsh but fair way of putting like, that. Like, yeah. it'd be like if you were in, like, if you went to go see Infinity War. Right. And, like, you saw the Infinity Gauntlet. And then, like. Thanos is like, eh. I don't need this glove. And then like, he just throwed threw the glove away at the end of the movie and just like, <laughs> like put the, the infinity gems into his fingers. And he's like, now I'm going to snap. Yeah. Like something stupid <laughs> like that. Yeah. Right. So they go back to the Osiris club. Everyone's been killed. Uh, Bebop is there calling a big wreck and, and he's killed the, the prophet with the, the, the seer woman. Yeah. Um, you know, she's, but Dead. she's still here. So yeah, so Alice all of a sudden is like, I can communicate with her. And so he puts she puts like her hands on her, I think, or something. And this big, like fleshy, tendrilly version of a ghost comes out of her mouth. So nasty looking. And, and talks to her, talks to him for a while, says, Oh, you gotta stop. The blood witch is gonna be put back together. Stop. Ah, I'm a ghost. I'm just here for some weird body horror right. to make you uncomfortable right. because we had to use the budget on something. <laughs> Boo. Right. So, God. So they quit that. Hellboy is is like, okay, we're we're gonna stop them. So they go back to M eleven in London, and they're they're doing all this research about how to stop the Blood Witch and where the next body part could be. And, and Hellboy is not into it because he don't like no book learning. I'm not gonna sit down and right. try to research. And he's mad that his dad still won't talk to him about anything. He's like, why didn't you just tell me? And his dad's all like, I'm gonna talk about research and ignore you instead. Yeah, we, we haven't seen this trope before. And this is when Hellboy, he's like going to go get some fresh air, right? And he gets into an elevator and he's going to leave. And he's pushing the up button. The elevator's like down. And he's like, what? And he's pushing the up button. It's like down. And it just keeps going down. So again, weird subplot thing. He goes down in this elevator, opens up, and he's in a weird, like, misty forest type thing. And a big old house on chicken legs starts walking towards him. And if you know anything about the Baba Yaga, you immediately might be like, oh, this might be the Baba Yaga, But right? if you didn't know anything about the Baba You Baba might Yaga, think that you just took some drugs by accident <laughs> in your popcorn. You were just confused. You're... 
like I could like because you and I both know what the Baba Yaga is. Yeah. So like we knew where this was going, but yeah. like I was still confused though because I was still like, why the fuck is this happening? Yeah. Like I, I could only imagine being a person who never heard of it before though. Because prior to this, the Baba Yaga is only in the movie for like two minutes. Uh, yeah, a split. Like you could literally like look maybe at your even phone, less than two minutes up, and you would have never known. Right. Because because she's all like, we'll get revenge on Hellboy, little piggy piggy thing. Like do this, and that's it. That's and, like you don't even really get to see her that much, right? And so then it's like. 30 minutes later it's like hey you remember that remember that weird witch thing that was going on in the beginning hey that's gonna come to play now and you're like why why it's like we're coming back to that and yeah. it's gonna be weird it's gonna be real weird so he gets hellboy goes into baba yaga's house and this is when cody's just starts cracking I, I up have a psychological break in the middle of the movie because the baba yaga does like this weird like spindly cracky she, she's in a bath she's in a bathtub and she's like she's and it is kind of creepy at first she's like she's like coming out and like breaking her bone own bones and her joints are flexing the wrong way and stuff and then all of a sudden the bathtub she just flops flops down on the ground and cody just loses it in the theater when she flops is the funniest thing it doesn't look like it was supposed to happen right it looks like the act like the person like doing the contortionist thing by accident accidentally fell out of the bathtub and they like they cut like right before that before she went oh god oh god no no. oh no like they cut back and she does like an upside down crab walk Walk, yeah towards him and i'm just cody is cracking up and now mind you there's only like six people in this theater no there's probably less than six people i think there's like four and cody and i are sitting there and cody's just laughing his ass off and this it's quiet the rest of the movie theater is quiet and cody's just sitting there like (laughs) there's a couple there's like a couple maybe like 10 seats down from a something and like they have to have been like oh the drugs just kicked in for this dude yeah right he's Oh, he that, must. His edibles might yeah, have just kicked that, in. That edible he took on the way to the theater just hit. Yeah, probably this right. Is the funniest thing in the world, damn. So, so we get to this crazy, crazy scene of Hellboy. Like, God, I'm trying to think of it. Okay, so Hellboy talks to Baba Yaga. He at one point had betrayed Baba Yaga, and he's all like, you know, fuck it. Like, I don't have to care about these humans. Like, I'm not even a fully human. You know, it turns out I'm half demon. As if he didn't know that already from the fact that. He's literally named Hellboy. Yeah. So Baba Yaga is all like, well, here, sit, eat. Uh, this is soup made out of children. <laughs> and he's all like, wait, this is kids? Ugh. And, and then, he like, like, pushes it away. Just be like, just to reinforce the thought process that he's eating children. They, like, do, like, a weird Yeah, side like, a door cut. open behind him. And, like, there's some, like, there's literally toddlers, like, on meat hooks. And it's like, why did we need to see this? I mean, luckily, you don't see their faces or anything. But it is, like, it's, like, little bloody corpses on meat hooks, you know. And he's like, are you eating this? And blah. So, Baba Yaga, I think says that she'll reveal to him like the way to to prevent his destiny or something like that in exchange for one of his eyes and she gets like this weird rant going on yes one of those piss colored eyes that's my favorite color is piss color you know and i've got like a weird scythe thing yeah let me take your eye and so he's like okay well well tell me how i can do it first so she does right and then he's all like up you didn't specify when you take the eye so i'm gonna keep using this for a little while right so this doesn't fall the comics because he's supposed to get the sword excalibur 
to like defeat all the demons and shit like that. And he only has one eye, right? But in yeah. this case, he's tricked the Baba Yaga. So of course, Baba Yaga's all like, ah, I'm going to fucking kill you. And like, he like, runs out. They, they got to seal it with a kiss at some point. though. Oh, which that's is right. Really oh, weird. God. So they sealed gross. the deal with a kiss and Baba Yaga's all like. Yeah, like just like, like slurpy. And, and David Harbour's just standing there letting this other actor. Like stone face. Like all over his face and everything. It, it was creepy and it was weird. Like, And that's what I wanted to talk about a little bit. Some of the aesthetics for this movie are really cool. Like Baba Yaga looked cool. Uh, Baba Yaga's house was creepy as shit, right? Uh, David Harbour dressed up as Hellboy looks good. A lot of this, a lot of the special effects, the practical effects rather, and the costumes and the makeup and everything looks really good in this movie. The problem is, like, midway through everything that looks cool, they're always like, what if we turned it up to 15? Right, or what if we used a bunch of CGI that we don't need to use, yeah. right? Or something like that. And so that's what took me, that's what took me out of this movie a lot because, you know, Cody knows this of me and probably Joe, our friend Joe, knows this as well. I love practical effects and comics and things, uh, excuse me, practical effects and costumes and things like that. They help me kind of seal the deal on on you know suspending my beliefs for a little while and and enjoying the movie right yeah, it feels real it does it does so when you when you have all these really wonderful effects and costumes and things like that it, it hurts me that it's marred by such awful awful like transitions and subplots and for cgi and, and just everything that kind of takes me out of it because half this movie i was looking over at cody and i was going what the fuck is going on where are we in this movie like what are, why are we here and i hate that because i look at the screenshots in this movie i look at like the poster work and things like that and visually speaking this is a movie i should enjoy but i don't yeah it's just it's 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 rough it's so hard to enjoy this movie so anyway uh let's think here um it's revealed that the hellboy needs uh, Excalibur. So they go to this random ass little tiny cave island. island thing. Looks like Star Wars, you know, Luke's Island. Yeah. They go there and he finds Merlin buried in the ground. What, was it Merlin? It was like, Merlin. Okay. I'm pretty sure it was Merlin. I thought it was Merlin, but then you were like, was that Merlin? Yeah, I it's like, Merlin. I don't even know. I, we'll see. That, and that's how poor of a job they did explaining <laughs> like, this. I just, I just assumed it was Merlin. <laughs> no, that's how poor of a job they did explaining this because I remember you and I both were like, is that Merlin? Who's that supposed to be? Yeah. Uh, but I looked it up. It is Merlin. Okay. So he he goes to this cave inside this island. He he uncovers like some dirt and rocks and shit. And opens it up, and there's like a coffin there. Opens it up, and there's a skeleton. And then it slowly reforms, and it's Merlin, right? Merlin's like old as shit. And uh, Merlin's like he's like you gotta accept your fate. You gotta take Excalibur. Like you are actually from the long long line of King Arthur's blood. So then another subplot. Like we jump into up. like a weird thing. Like, your mom had a pact with the devil, and she and they. Just just did it they went whole hog and then she went to hell and had you and then the nazis opened the portal and you came out of the portal and then you're dead <laughs> yeah so so basically it was a long convoluted way of saying he had the blood of king arthur and he yeah. could wield excalibur right so merlin uses the last bit of his magic to make excalibur appear in this pond and uh and it's all weird and yeah. trippy and like so hellboy is about to take it and then he has a vision of him like He's, he's got the fire crown and his horns are completely grown out and he's like just riding chopping down dragon. people and yeah, he's riding a dragon. Looking, li looking like an 80s like album cover. It's so it does. cool looking. It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, I can't do this. 
he's like, I can't take this sword because if I do, then uh, the whole prophecy is going to be fulfilled and everything, and right? Merlin freaks out. He's like, I used all my magic to bring yeah, that to you. He, I'm going to turn dust blur. And so he turns into a he turns into a skeleton, a little butterfly or a moth. Uh, it's a moth. It like crawls out of the skull and flies away. And before we go into the next, the plot point, when we transition to the next scene, that same moth is flying over England and this bird just goes and eats it for, for no fucking reason. So... In between all this, it's revealed that uh, Daimyo is like who, the the scarred up agent, you know, that we were talking about. He went out hunting in South America somewhere and his whole party got killed or whatever, but he survived and he's got magical jaguar powers that he's been he's, suppressing. He's a wear jaguar. He's a wear jaguar that he's been suppressing this whole time. Alice... On the other hand, it has turned out that she was the child saved from the little boar dude from Bebop. Yeah, we literally um, see like a whole like like ten minute explanation for this of why Bebop hates Hellboy. Because and... uh, yeah, so so apparently Bebop was supposed to replace the child Alice as a child uh, and and have a nice comfortable life, you know, as a as a as a you know, fake baby, a fake yeah. child. And of course, you know, the parents called the BPRD in and they're like, oh, she hasn't been acting right. And I'm like, how the fuck did y'all get the BPRD's number <laughs> to, to like, oh, our baby isn't acting right. Like, why didn't you call like a doctor? And first? why would they send a Hellboy? Like of all the people they could send. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Cause maybe cause Hellboy can kill with no remorse or some shit. I don't know. So he took an iron horseshoe to the baby and the baby freaks out. And it turns into baby Bebop and he's all like, ah, Ah, you fuck you know and then he goes like, up a chimney he goes up a chimney so hellboy like screams and he's like if you don't bring her back i'm gonna kill all of you you know so he's reading alice in wonderland in the living room while the two parents are like nervously waiting you know and there's a ring at the doorbell and alice is there so that's how they know each other and that i mean that was it that was like the whole explanation for it that was the the, the shitty explanation with that backstory of alice and with that backstory of daimyo and let's see with Hell's, hellboy's backstory i'm trying to list these off and we yeah, got bebop's right backstory through all this nonsense uh i'm trying to think here the blood witch is like i mean there was a really interesting i I did like this scene so the blood witch before she's like fully put back together she's like flipping through tv channels and shit like that yeah like she's on a couch she's on a couch in a house that they've murdered the people in and she just hates everything and she's like wow these people are like lazy shits like i can't believe with all this like evolution and growth that they are like doing stupid reality tv shows she's watching the equivalent of the british jersey shore right right so she eventually is like i'm gonna wreck this world so so it turns out that the only reason King Arthur was able to slay her was because her sisters betrayed her in exchange for power with King Arthur. So she goes to the, the tree that she was killed at. Her blood magic is still there. I also love that the tree is like the like a giant, like evil death looking tree yeah. on top of a hill over a town. Over a supermarket. And like, yeah, you never thought like, like in the world we live in now, some would be like, I want that ugly ass tree gone. And they would have cut it down like in the eighties. Right. They probably would have. So she goes up there and she sees her sisters and her sisters are all like, Oh, please forgive us. And then she's like, Oh no, I'm going to do some weird body horror. Things yeah. To I'm going to like wreck your shit. And of course, Hellboy at this point is like trying to run up the mountain to stop her from getting her power again. We have this big fight scene with zombies for some reason, because why the fuck not? And Hellboy's like killing them. Damien, Daimyo's like killing them. And and then Alice magically gets ghost punching powers. Spirit Kung Fu. Spirit Kung Fu. She just starts fighting and like pieces of like spirit energy are coming off her fists and feet and shit. And I'm so fucking confused at this point. 
And I'm just like, no, that's fine. Yeah, let's just keep going. Let's fine. Fuck it. Let's keep going. Um, I'm not mad. So we go. She like she has been. Uh, the Blood Witch has been like tempting Hellboy, like you know, you could, you, we could be together. We can destroy the humans. Like embrace your demon side. Look how hot I am. You look how hot I am. I have such pale white yeah. skin. You could, you could marry me. We could become powerful together and everything. And he's been struggling with this for some fucking weird reason. They meet at the hill. He's like, Nah, I ain't doing it, lady. So there goes that plot point. She's just like shame. Yeah, shame. <laughs> and and uh, I'm trying to think how how does it go from here? Because oh shit, let's think here. That's... So yeah, so she she gets her power back. She goes back to M11, basically kills everyone there, including his dad. Yeah. Uh yeah, so Hellboy's dad is dead. By the way, sorry, it was a really short again, All seven or eight seven or eight pl- minutes. Yeah, seven or eight plot points going on. I think this movie runs it runs for l- literally a little over 2 hours and that's because probably with credits and everything too. So yeah. we probably only really list- realistically see about a, a an hour 40 minutes of movie, maybe an hour 50 minutes of movie. Uh, so all this shit's going on. Uh, Hellboy apparently has opened a portal to hell because uh, reasons and they're in this church. The Blood Witch is all like, if you accept my power, Hellboy, if you t- take the sword, you can be the king of hell. We can we can rule. Demons are coming out of every like every portal, every which way. They're they're skinning people alive in London. We completely glossed over Bebop turning into a giant jet. Oh, that pig. well, that's that's coming up. So like yeah, so Bebop gets powers from the Blood Witch, and he becomes like he uh, almost impossible to beat, and he beats the Hellboy like into the ground and shit. And of course, he's all like, let me kill him, and and the Blood Witch is all like, no. And he's like, but you told me I'd be great, and she. Goes, and you were for a moment and so she shrinks him down into like baby bebop and he's like fuck you and then, he <laughs> and, de- and then explodes that was it like that was the he was probably the most interesting villain character in this entire movie and he doesn't even get a, like, a climactic moment he just gets he like, just phased out goes into like little tiny like thumbelina size and then just pff, bursts into blood and then all hellboy has to say is like well, yeah fuck you too buddy like that's all he says yeah i it just i don't know so again hellboy has this giant fight with the blood witch and all this shit's going on and alice sees his dad's dead body and alice is like hmm and so she touches him and he talks to him uh she like Al, uh, like yeah, hellboy's weird, dad like, hellboy's throat. dad yeah, the throat tumor ghost thing comes out of Alice's body and it's Hellboy's dad. And he's all like, are you a man or are you a boy? Quit <laughs> being a little get bitch. Get your shit together. Yeah, he's like, quit whining like a child. And then he's like, and by the way, I'm sorry I was a terrible father. Uh, the best thing I ever did in life was raise you. You know, and so that apparently was all Hellboy needs to fucking kill the Blood Witch. So he, I think he decapitates her or something like yeah, that. Yeah, well, like at some point during the whole nonsense fight, like he gets thrown through the floor of the church and King Arthur's tomb is conveniently oh, underneath. Oh, that's right. And you about lost it right here. That's right. Because oh. you were like, is that really? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because he gets thrown through the bo- the basement of this church that they've been in. And there's King Arthur's tomb with the sword right there. And he's, and just, I was like, he's just chilling in the chair like, hey. <laughs> I just I was so fucking mad. I blocked that from memory. Because it was pointless. It was because, bullshit. Like, it made the entire Merlin thing not matter. Absolutely. Absolutely. So he takes Excalibur and he cuts off the Blood Witch's head. Uh like you said, Daimyo had this special bullet in case Hellboy ever went overkill and breaks it doesn't use it all the demons go back to hell and that's about it i think for the ending they there's there's some after credit stuff we'll talk about here in a little bit but that's the confusing 
muddled, cockamamie patchwork story of Hellboy. Yeah, I think the final thing before they go to the post credit stuff is them going to Antarctica. And- oh, no, no, you're right. You're right. No, you're correct. Yeah. It's that, then credits, then lobster. Yep, yeah, okay. <laughs> you're, see? See, like, there's too much. I at least followed it. I, I, I'm counting on my fingers. I think we're at 10 <laughs> subplot things yes. now going on in this movie. So... Oh yeah, so the end of the movie, they they reinstate the BPRD. They they and and this is what I wanted the whole fucking movie was them to have this like a last, super team thing. This last two minutes are really good because they get into this like Antarctic Siberian base. They're there, and Alice is punching shit with her ghost powers. You know, uh, Daimyo is like hidden at the bottom of the stairwell. He's quit M11 and joined the BPRD. And Hellboy's like, "You ready? You gonna get your powers?" And he's like, "I can't. I can't just turn them on." And Hellboy's like, "Oh, what?" And he's like, "I have to have an emotional reaction." So he like slaps him, and he's like, "You can't." just slap me and expect and then he just punches him with his big rock fist into the wall and he's like come on big guy let's go woo you know and so then he gets mad and changes into a jaguar and so they go through this hallway scene killing all these scientists with guns and shit like that really 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 cool i liked this scene a lot for the whole 60 seconds that it lasted they gave you something to enjoy. they gave me something and then at the very end they're like okay so they're doing some evil shit and then Alice is like, hey, Hellboy, what do you make of this? And she's like wiping the the frost off of this tube, right? And it's Abe Sapien's tube. Yeah. Uh, his name's Abraham. And that's when we see the webbed hand of Abe uh, go up against the glass there. And then we cut to credits. And at this point, I'm laughing because you're like, oh, you wanted to see Abe in the movie. Yeah, I was. I told Cody before we saw this, I was like, I'm going to be pissed if there's no Abe Sapien in this movie because he was very prominent in the first two Hellboy yeah. movies. He's incredibly prominent in the comics. And plus, I love the shit out of Doug Jones. He's such a cool guy. But we got literally Abe's hand at the end. And I'm like, you mother truckers. You know, they left the biggest sequel bait of all sequel bait right there and that was it. But anyway, so that's the end of Hellboy. My bad. Sorry. I forgot out of the myriad of subplots and stories going on that we had another thing going on at the very fucking end of this movie. And then the very tail end, like at least we got something fun. That's true. That's true. Is Hellboy. I wish that last five minutes could have been the whole movie. Yeah, exactly. This Hellboy in a graveyard, sad about his dead dad. Right. So yeah. So we get to the mid credit scene. He's he's in the graveyard crying over his dad. He's like, right, dad. I'm sorry. He's literally like sobbing so bad you can't understand him. And then Lobster Johnson, the World War II hero, appears and he's like, quit being a bitch, son. Drinking egg cream and punching Nazi. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Some, some of that old world man shit. Yeah, right? And you so are. then uh, Hellboy's like, Lobster Johnson, oh my God. He's like, I'm your biggest fan. He's like, can I? And Lobster Johnson's like, you want to you see the claw? And he's like, please, can I? And he holds his right hand up and he's got the glowing yellow claw in his hand and he's like pretty impressive, right? And he's like, oh, it's so cool. And he's like, Get your shit together, kid. And he like walks through the gl- <laughs> the graveyard because it turns out Lobster Johnson's a ghost. It's ghost Lobster Johnson. And that's and so this legitimately <laughs> got a reaction out of you and I. This was funny because he walks away and then David Harbour just as Hellboy obviously yells, "I love you, Lobster Johnson." <laughs> And that was funny as shit. That was good. That was that was the most pure acting in this whole movie. It was so funny. I want a Lobster Johnson Funko Pop now for my for my uh, for my office. I want that in a little Hellboy one. Um. So that's the mid credit scene, and then we get to the after credit scene, which is very very vague and short, and definitely not worth the wait. We were the only two people left in the theater that we actually knew it was coming. We knew it. well. I think the other people were checking their phones too to see if some, and they just one left. dude got up and walked out midway through like the Bobby Yaga thing, I think. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't that when he left? I think so. So, yes. Yeah, so, he's just, oh, 
fuck is yeah it? so this last credit scene we get uh the Bobby Yaga's there and there's a there's a Russian voice coming from the other end of the table and she's like if you destroy Hellboy I'll give you what you want and he's like what the, what the, what could you give me the man that there is everything from life and she's like I'll give I'll finally grant you a swift death and that was it yeah and so that's supposed to be Rasputin who you know cannot die or whatever right oh Cody yeah I wanted to like this movie there are parts I do like about this movie. I like David Harbour. I like the 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 use of all the different mythologies and things like that. I like the visual look for a lot of these monsters and demons and things like that. I love Lobster Johnston. I, Johnson, excuse me. I love Lobster. <laughs> Lobster Johnston. I look. I, I, I my brain is going everywhere right now because <laughs> this movie makes you go everywhere right yeah. now. I I'm split in like seven different directions trying to make sure we covered all the bases for this and gave this movie a proper review. It's it's hard. It's not impossible, but it's really hard. It's just this movie is a patchwork quilt, narratively speaking, and it does not keep you nice and warm and fuzzy at the end of the day. No, it's, it's like just, made out of wool and it's like, scratchy. It, it's itchy. It does. It's not comfortable. I, I hate this because after watching the first two Ron Perlman movies, I I was a fan for Hellboy, right? I, even though I wasn't big into the comics, I thought Hellboy was a really neat and interesting character. The fact that he was in Injustice 2 was a selling point for that game for me because like, yeah. oh, I get to play as Hellboy? Cool. You know, and the fact that we had David Harbour who's one of my new favorite actors, you know, playing as Hellboy. I was I was jazzed and I was ready for this movie. And I was so disappointed before you and I went to go see this that people were already tanking on it. And I'm thinking, well, maybe maybe we've got a situation kind of like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a movie recently that I saw that wasn't as bad as people thought. I, I can't off the top of my head. I'm, I'm, all, all my head is, is right now is Hellboy. Yeah. But, you know, I was thinking maybe that's just critics being critics, right? But this movie is just not good. It is, it is, I, it's, I want to say it's even below average, uh, more than below average. It's just a bad example of comic book film. It's a, it's, it utilizes some of the stuff from the comics pretty well. It utilizes some of the characters pretty well, but story wise, tone wise, I mean, Hellboy, the comics, they sometimes deviate. They do give you subplots like normal narrative plots do, right? But the Hellboy comics don't give you seven different fucking stories to keep up with. Yeah, in one issue. In one in one issue or one story even, right? And that's my biggest problem with this movie. It is too scatterbrained. It is just way too scatterbrained. I can forgive bad CGI. I can forgive kind of weird introduction of characters and things like that. I can forgive copious sequel bait. I cannot forgive all the weird narrative threads that do not come together in a cohesive manner. And and so I, I just don't pay money to see Hellboy. Yeah. Uh, wait till it hits streaming. Wait till it is on your favorite illegal download site of your choosing. Don't, don't, don't pay money to see this movie. Do not give Lionsgate your money. Uh, if they're going to make an, a second Hellboy, they need to learn from this. Yeah, which I doubt they will. But yeah, I mean, don't don't be us. Like we we spent the money for you. Yeah, we did. We spent our money for you to see this terrible, terrible movie. Well, I spent my money for mine and Zach's ticket because Zach bought my ticket to to Endgame. Yes, like we'll get to that. Yeah, that's way better. I know. I think Endgame might have been slightly better. I mean, Endgame is amazing, but I think it might have been slightly better because literally the last comic book movie I saw before Endgame yeah, was I mean, Hellboy. We might so. have seen. We, we went from the bottom to the top, like bottom of the barrel to literally like the top. Yeah, I just wow, 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 wow. Cody, what? Give me, give me some, because you you don't like this movie a lot. I feel like I've talked over you a little bit, maybe. 
Uh, tell me, man, like, what is what is your biggest problem? What's your biggest beef with Hellboy uh, overall? It's just not, it's just narratively terrible. Like, there's no there's no there's a story to it, but it's kind of like if you were making a meal and you decided instead of to like make the meal properly, you were just like. All right, uh, I'm gonna cut up all my ingredients and sit them over here on this cutting board, and I'm gonna turn the heat on my uh, my pan over here all the way up. And I'm just like like just crank it, get Why it not? as hot as I possibly can. Um, I'm gonna then just take all my ingredients. And I'm just gonna chuck them into the pan. <laughs> but then I then I'm like, oh crap! I forgot to lubricate the pan, so I best like take like a whole bottle of olive oil and just dump it upside down <laughs> on top of it and swirl everything around real nice. Jesus it's true. like all right, so now it's not sticking, but like I kind of burnt a little bit of it, but it'll be all right. It'll cook up, and then I'll, <laughs> <laughs> I'll just take a, a lid and I'll put the lid on top of it, and I'll go like. I don't know, like watch a half of a, a YouTube video and I'm like, crap, I was cooking and I got to run back. <laughs> and by the time you get back, like everything's just like, it's a mess. Yeah. And, like nothing's cooked evenly and all your meat's tough and like your vegetables are too cooked. And then... Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Ah, man, 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 man. I just, <sighs> but then you got to eat it because you spent all your money on it. And you That's were just true. like, this is all I got to eat today. <laughs> I'm stuck with this thing. That's very, very true. I hope if there is a sequel, I hope it it is it learns from this. Um, they only make sequels when it makes money. That's yeah. why we have eight Saw movies. Yeah. Because people went to go see how people were mutilated in the new Saw movies. Yeah, if you want some body horror, that's a better better movie to watch than this one. That's true. <laughs> Any that's of true. Them. That's very true. Even the bad ones. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's like past two. <laughs> my wife loves those Saw movies, and I and she made she made me watch all of them like in a, about a, maybe two months. That might uh, might be concerning for you, so you might want to yeah, right. Wanna I think might, about that. I want to check my house <laughs> for any traps. Well, I come home, my wife's like, "You want to play a game?" You know, yeah, not today. I had to record a, like three podcasts. Yeah, right. I had to talk about one of the worst movies, worst comic book movies I've seen in my life. I just, ah, man, this is up there for me. This is up there with Catwoman. This is up there with, um, I'm trying to think of some other ones, man. It's, uh, oh, it's Ghost Rider 2 for sure. Like it's the uh, third Blade movie. Yeah. Blade Trinity. Yeah, it's, it's, it's bad, dude. It's real, real bad. Even movies I abhorribly hate, like, Justice League and Suicide Squad. Oh, all right, all right, all right, oh, all right. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Which is more watchable, oh, this movie or oh, Justice League? No, don't At ask me that. Don't in ask me Justice that. Justice League, you yeah. knew what was happening, where I think, you were going. I think I could actually watch this more than Justice League. You're listen, listen, no, listen, 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 listen. I think I could watch this and enjoy how bad it is. Compared to Justice League, because Justice League, there's no humor to balance out okay, how so bad that Justice is. Justice League is just cohesive enough to keep you in the movie theater, mm-hmm. but like, there's nothing enjoyable about it yeah. until you get to I, I w- okay. okay, so the metric you use, right, if it was on TV all of a sudden, right? Yeah. And, and if I had to, like, if someone was like, you have to watch one of these before you can leave the room, right? And Hellboy's on the TV or Justice League on the TV, I'm watching Hellboy. Oof. All right, I and mean, I feel bad for you because I'm gonna watch Justice League and I'm gonna enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, you enjoy your your ten minutes of uh, zombie Superman and then your hour and fifty minutes of hot garbo after that. 
of terrible. Just like Steppenwolf being a bad villain. Yeah, yeah, you enjoy that. You enjoy those terrible, terrible graphics that are equal to this movie. One day we'll get a we'll review that movie. Oh, we will, because I that's the only DCEU movie I own on Blu-ray. Uh, I want to get Wonder Woman. I want to get Aquaman. I just haven't gotten around to buying them. And the only reason I have Justice League is because my wife bought it as a joke. Because, like... Because sh- you I, and my wife consorted against me I and were like, oh, it would be really funny if Zach had a copy of Justice League. I remember how many times we just sat in that movie theater just us nobody else in it and like she was just like you want to leave you want to leave and i was like no we can't leave yet <laughs> and by the time like we finally got to the point it was like how much more movies left and it's like well, there's only about like 30 more minutes it's like well we might as well finish it yeah that was me that was me <laughs> oh lordy 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 okay um so thank you all for joining us on this episode of hellboy uh i just man uh whew rough one rough one uh, i'm glad that we did a movie that wasn't marvel or dc or anything i think this is our first one isn't it yeah this is what is it what is hellboy is it dark horse oh shoot what is hellboy i think he i think Earth. dark horse owns the the rights to publish it right now so i think it is dark horse yeah, yes. I, knew, I knew it was an image no 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 not image definitely not a dw or image or any of those folks uh, so yeah, so this is our first independent comic book movie. Wow, what a stinker to start with. Yeah, uh, we'll have to watch like some Kick-Ass or something like that to make it better. Uh, or hell, even Ninja Turtles was independent. Yeah, uh, we could watch so many better things. Yeah, that's true, that's true. There's so many independent comic movies we could watch that are way better than this. Crap, the Spawn movie is better than this. Is it? I can't yeah. remember. I can't remember. It's this bad, spot. but it's better than this. Uh, maybe, maybe. Yeah. So anyway, thank you all so much for joining us for another episode of Panel Pictures. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me on Twitter or anything like that, you can do at Zach Platinum, or you can hit us up on uh, Platcast, our other show. I'm pretty responsive on there. We also now have an official Panel Pictures Twitter. So if you guys want to go check that out, please do uh, hit us up. You know, we we do do our show updates and everything on there as well. Uh, I occasionally retweet art from Alex Ross and things like that because I'm a big Alex Ross fanboy as far as that comic book art goes. Cody is the Orange Avenger on Twitter. You always um, get a kick out of that. I do, I do, because you typed it that way. <laughs> so Cody's the Orange Avenger on Twitter. He's so very active on Twitter. He's very, very active boy on every, Twitter. Every time I get a new subscriber, I post about three times, and then I stop again. <laughs> yeah, right. So like every, because every time somebody's like every every time somebody follows me, I I'm like, oh yeah, people people actually kind of want to know what I like. Uh, yeah. Retweet, retweet, retweet. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So, so if you want, can uh, let's see, constant content. Yeah. Keep people. Just tell people to follow. <laughs> Remind them that Twitter's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and if you guys want to email us with any suggested movies or topics or questions or anything like that, please email us at uh, panelpicturespodcast at gmail.com. We are slowly working towards something bigger and greater with all of our shows here. Uh, it's going to be really, really neat here in the in the near future, I would say. Look around maybe end of summer. That's, that's what I'm thinking is end of summer, we're going to have something really cool put together for you guys. A lot of cool content that we're going to be putting out. What, what are you chuckling at, man? I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking of like if, if our entire like body of work is phases... Like we're definitely going into phase. We're going to phase three. This would be phase three. You think this is like, phase? I figure we're going from one to two. Well, no, this is I, our origin story. Like, we're gonna move well, no, into fa- phase one. Is what we were doing like pre-podcast. Okay, which we might get into one day, but yeah, okay, fair, fair. I mean, that's definitely phase. Like that was a big product. Like that was a year of our lives that we sunk into that. It was not a year. That was, it was. That was like five months. No, dude, it was a year. Ah, you're crazy. Well, are, are, wait, are you talking about all of our YouTube stuff and everything yeah, as well? Like, oh, that fair. Was, that was a solid year. That was a solid year. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, maybe we are in phase two or phase 
three of the uh, the the extended podcast universe, <laughs> something like that. But anyway, look forward to that, guys. We'll keep you updated as that goes along. And uh, until next time, guys, stay super. Bye bye. Goodbye. Don't be sad. He's Baba Yaga. Baba I can't. Oh, there we go. Let me just make some poppy, cracky noises for no reason. Oh, God. We're cursed now, by the way, because you made fun of the Baba Yaga. I still haven't seen her at night. We, we are cursed. Don't know she's going to come in a big old bathtub in your house, and she's <laughs> just going to plop on the floor and when you laugh at her that's when you're gonna die and then she's gonna come to my house and i'm gonna be pissed because i know she went to your house first yeah because i'll be at the dinner table just sitting there and i'm like hey <laughs> shit uh, uh, uh.